Hi everyone, I'm Jordan. And I'm Kelty. And we want to welcome you to the YWAMers podcast. We're excited to have you here. On this podcast, we interview youth with a mission who are everywhere reforming the spheres, aka YWAMers, in the hope that our listeners will be inspired on how they too can be missionaries in their everyday life. Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast episode of the YWAMers podcast. Kelty is eating some soup, and uh, today we interview West Hodgson, an old friend of ours, but especially an old um, friend of Kelty's because he was her student. Um, what did you enjoy about today's podcast? Well, I enjoyed catching up with Wes and hearing about him and Tamara and their their three kids and where they've been. Um, other than that, I also found it was just so interesting. I feel like we haven't done that many podcasts, but the pattern that I've noticed is just how it seems like everyone kind of transitioning out really has this moment where they're feel like, okay, I can't get my identity out of what I do, like what I do for God. And I can really, um, oh my gosh. Relate? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can't find my words anymore. Um, I can really relate to that. And I think, I think you can as well, just where we felt like we were doing so much for God and we were, you know, and I was a hero. And yeah, we were all heroes. We were just amazing. And I I read the Bible a lot. Okay. I I was holy. You were the most holy. And I feel like you and I definitely had to be humbled in that area. Um, with like what we do. And I feel like Wes had that same kind of moment, like, okay, I'm just here, I'm working in business and I'm whatever he was doing, I can't even explain the the technology, but working kind of a factory setting, like this is doing nothing for God and really getting your identity. Um, from just being like a son or daughter like it's really it's an intense thing and I feel like everyone we talk to has brought that up so um yeah it's interesting that that's kind of what seems to happen in that transition is that we realize wow we get a lot um of our feelings out of what we do for God and it's hard it's hard not to it still is hard not to but yeah, yeah, just true. And also, before we just jump in, uh, for those that are interested, we have an Enneagram online book study that's starting next week. That's Thursday, the 16th of May. So if you're interested in learning more about your Enneagram number um, with a bunch of people online while we read through a book based on the Enneagram, then go to jordantaylorcoach.com forward slash Enneagram, and I'll put the link below this podcast. So let's jump in as we talk to Wes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another YWAMers podcast. We are here as a Taylor family. Kelty is laughing at me and Lucy is sleeping peacefully. And today we have an old friend and not like he's very old, but he is uh, a friend that we have had for a number of years. He is probably older and wiser than us. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, probably. Yes. Absolutely. So Wes, sounds like you're there. I am here. I am Great here. How are you guys? Podcast. Can you tell us how we know you? Um, so my family and I did our DTS in Kona, Hawaii in 2014. And Kelty uh, was actually our outreach Whoa. leader to New Zealand. Um, so we've, we've got uh, a lot of connection with Kelty and Jordan, we met actually when we were on outreach in New Zealand, and uh, yeah, so we've we've known each other for a little over five years now. And now, Wes, uh, I I heard through the grapevine, my wife, that you might have thought that she should have been with me 
and that we should have got together. And now, is, can I, is, that, is that true? Uh, the, the rumors are, they, they are being confirmed so right now. Gossip, yes. It was just truth. It was, it was just truth. I, I remember very specifically our team uh, arrived at the YWAM base there in Auckland. And you kind of came out of the base and you were greeting our teams and things like that. And I remember seeing you from a little distance away. And this random thought popped into my head. It was like, oh, that's Kelty's husband. Oh, and, the Lord's and that was it. Here's to here. And that was it. <laughs> and so I kind of just kept that under my hat for a while. And uh, But yeah, that was, that was what I... That's what I thought, and uh, there yeah, you go. That that's, was, that that's was right. pretty cool. And then it was over lunch one day, I think it came up, where I was like, I think I'm sensing maybe Jordan's like a big part of my life, like trying to say it like very nonchalant. You're like, yeah, listen, I'm a Bible guy, but here's what I think, and I'll never forget. I'm like, wait, if Wes thinks it, it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I've never had that happen again. <laughs> And so I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not getting into a second business predicting, <laughs> predicting spouses. So just, just for your listeners to know that. <laughs> it was that. a one-time yeah. thing. But you guys were so supportive thing. with me too. It was so good to like have you around. You guys were amazing. So. Oh, no. Well, I mean, that goes right back to you, Kelty, too. You and Nick were fantastic leaders. And, you know, my my wife and I look back on that period. We had our we had our 18-month-old son, William, with us, but we were also right. pregnant with our son, Jedediah. And, you know, Tamara, that's my wife, Tamara, we, we talk about that season. And, you know, there there were lots of moments, especially on outreach, where you know, Tamara will admit this herself. She's like, oh my gosh, I was a hormonal mess. And she's like, our leaders probably just thought we were crazy. <laughs> Honestly, Wes is it... like going through pregnancy and having a child. I bring you up, you guys up so much. I'm like, how did Tamara do it? Like having a young toddler and pregnant. <laughs> like I can barely make my four hour work shift being pregnant. Like how did she do this? So my respect has grown so much and I've brought you guys up in what you did numerous times, so. Oh. Well, well, thank you. You guys were incredibly gracious leaders to us in that season, and that was uh, that was an awesome season of our lives. So, yeah, you guys are you guys are part of our story without a doubt. Now, for the um, most important question of the podcast: Do you know your Myers Briggs and your Enneagram? <laughs> I know my Enneagram. I'm not too familiar with the Myers Briggs. Like, I'm I'm familiar with it, but I haven't done a lot of research on it in particular. So, I will. Um, I'm more familiar with the Enneagram language. So I, after reading through the nine different uh, Enneagram types, I find that I resonate the most with Enneagram, th the number three, uh, but with a two wing. Um, so number three is kind of the driven, um, focused, disciplined type. Um, I, I definitely resonate with that. Um, I, I've, yeah, that. That one really stuck out to me, but also on the flip side with the Enneagram being, um, you know, like you have strengths to your kind of personality type, but you also have weaknesses. So the Enneagram three often finds they kind of have to keep their ego in check. You kind of have to ask yourself what's what's really motivating here. Is this just for my own edification? Is this for my own sort of, um, you know, selfish <laughs> desires? So 
I definitely resonate with that. Um, but then I, I also resonate strongly with the number two. Um, the two is the helper or, and, or the servant. And I, I definitely resonate with that. Um, have a strong desire to help and serve and come alongside of people, but can also with the flip side of that too, kind of with the, you know, the, the, the lesser side of the, of the strength, you go, well, I have to make sure that I'm not people pleasing. I could fall easily into fear of man. And uh, so those kinds of things. So I, I, to answer your question, yeah, I feel like I resonate with a three and, and a bit on the number mm. two. Well, I feel you dog. Cause I'm a three, two wing. I, I figured you were a three. Oh, is it obvious? <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the achiever, the performer, I'm always trying to impress everybody and make everyone think I'm great. Probably to hide some yeah. deep inadequacy issues, but, you know, I'm working through it. We're all on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, 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 I know that with the Enneagram stuff, it's not good to peg other people or try to use it, like, as a way of, you know, judging other people or trying to determine. But, like, when I think about – when I thought about you, Jordan, I'm like, yeah, Jordan's a three. Um, and then when I thought about Kelty, I'm like, I'm not 100% sure, but Kelty's probably one of the most encouraging people I've ever met in my life. So I'm like, where does that fall exactly? I'm not sure, but – she, she is a six. The loyalist. Ah, gotcha. The, the question asker. Right. The six of the biggest question yes. askers. And the one on the who planet. thinks the worst case scenario. As they well. do <laughs> tend to think of the worst case scenario. They're in the fear triad and all right. that. Yeah, yeah, for well, sure. Well, we will transition to sure. more YWMS rather than start an Enneagram podcast on the fly. Oh, that was really fun. That was really fun. <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners that love Enneagram would have loved that little uh, tangent. So, you did your DTS 2014. <laughs> did you, for our listeners, like, very brief nutshell did you stay on after dts was that all you did with ywam and when you left ywam what was the transition like yeah so again we did our dts in 2014 out of kona hawaii uh the dts we did was fire and fragrance um my wife and i previous to that we had been youth pastoring uh for a number of years in a, a small town in the province where we're from here in canada and um, we just started getting wrecked by the YWAM podcasts and kind of just their vision for what they were going after. And so we decided to step down from our position as youth pastors. We sold our house. We kind of mortgaged everything and, and wanted to come and do this DTS. And uh, after the DTS, we had originally planned on joining a long-term team in New Zealand uh, that Kelty was going to be a part of and uh, that was also going to be led by Samuel Chang. And um, that was kind of the original plan. But in the process, as we moved back home, we settled in a, a little community here just outside of a bigger city called Saskatoon. And in that time, we kind of sensed the Lord lead us to actually uh, invest locally here in a local church community and kind of set down some roots here. So the original plan as we were transitioning out of YWAM was to eventually go back, but uh, it's been five years and we've kind of been here ever since. Wow. There you go. And we just actually did a podcast just before you. So it's pretty fresh in my mind, people's stories, but what I've started to notice in our podcast is how often people think one thing, <laughs> think God's leading them to do this one thing, which gets them to take a step in that direction. But God actually is taking them somewhere else. He may have just allowed them to think that that was thing was happening. That's fine. But I'm just going to get you to take that step, sell everything, move there. But then I'm directing you somewhere else. And how often that's the way God leads us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think, you know, 
I think sometimes we need that first step of obedience, right? To, yeah, to kind of posture the sail in such a way where God can lead it and God can direct it. And, and yeah, so, I mean, YWAM for us in 2014, it was, it was a great first step. And honestly, we're, my wife and I, we're kind of in a bit of a transition season again right now. And, um, you know, we're kind of thinking we're, YWAM is definitely one of those things that we're open to. Um, the Lord did a lot in our hearts and in our lives in that season. And, but, uh, you know, it's a journey and, and you kind of have to just be sensitive to, to where God is leading you. But, but that's kind of what it looked like in 2014. So tell us a bit about since you kind of transitioned out of the organization of YWAM, what have you been doing since then? All up until this point now, where you just kind of mentioned you're in transition. So tell us, kind of bring us up to speed on what you've been doing the last five sure, years. Sure, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, <laughs> I, I jotted some things down because five years is a decent enough amount of time. So there's been quite a bit that's happened. Um, we got back home in 2014 uh, from our outreach in June. We had our second child in July. Um, and then later on that year, uh, I got a job here in the lo- in the community where we're still living, uh, working for a friend of mine who is building a business called Temple Audio Design. They build guitar pedal boards for the music industry, and it's it's pretty cool because they're one of the fastest growing um, pedal companies in in the world. and And so it was cool to kind of help him at the this initial stage of his building his business. I worked for him for about two and a half years. Um, I'm a massage therapist actually by trade. And so kind of in that process, I got back into doing massage therapy part-time now for the past roughly just about two years, I've been doing it full-time again. Uh, But yeah, it throughout the past five years, we've, um, you know, my, we had our second child started work for that friend of mine um, got back into massage therapy part-time. I actually went on staff at the church that we were a part of and was on staff there part-time for about three and a half years. Uh, we were able to do some missions work overseas with New, Ze- with New Zealand again, which was really awesome. Um, we had our third child in 2017. My wife rebooted her photography business as well as helped her previous business partner start another business. Um, and so, yeah, the past five years have been uh, have been pretty pretty full on since uh, since stepping out of YOM. A lot of uh, a lot of a lot of irons in the fire. That's for sure. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and it sounds like just uh, for people that maybe listen to the podcast and are trying to figure out how God is leading them in this season. It sounds like you got back and one job connection was through a friend. And I've just seen so mm-hmm. many, so much of the time, it seems like God leads people through relationship. And I just believe that's how he wants to work. It's one of the core values of YWAM, be relationship oriented. Sometimes we can just try and send out a resume to every single company that's hiring. But I find a lot of the time God wants to relationally connect us um, to people. And also, part of our story, look back at our story to see how has God led me so far and what's in me, what's he been developing. And even just as you said, you kind of got back into your training, which was massage therapy and that kind of resurfaced from part-time then later on closer to the present, more into full-time. So I just want to draw out those points for our listeners that 
look at your story. What has God been doing? What skills do you have? Is he wanting you to reemploy some of those skills? What relationships do you have? Has God been prompting someone or has a name been coming to mind that you should reach out to? Um, totally. Yeah, I, 100%. 100%. I think sometimes we can kind of miss the forest through the mm. trees, um, especially when we're trying to discern what's what's God will, what's, what's the will of God for me and those type of things. I think you kind of just have to look directly in front of you and start there. Um, so for, for us, uh, we were originally planning on going back to New Zealand uh, as missionaries with YWAM, eventually joining up with that long-term team that Kelty was a part of. And, um, you know, we just felt God was actually leading us to stay here and um, and so I reached out to my friend who we're still good friends, um, but he's part of the church community that we were a part of. And I just asked him, I was like, hey, you know what? I actually think we're we're feeling like we need to stay here. Is there any opportunities you may have? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I, I need some help. And I had zero training in what he was, you know, in, in the work that he was doing, but I had a willing attitude and I wanted to see his business obviously thrive and grow. And it was pretty cool. Cause like once we made the decision that we were going to stay literally within one day, I had a job lined up and we had a place wow. to live. And it was just like, we, it, it was such a, such a confirmation of even though God we thought was leading us in one direction as we sensed him leading him in another, as we sensed him leading us in another, and we, we just decided, okay, let's, let's go for that. It was boom, just right away, had a job lined up and we were able to move into a little, <laughs> a little basement suite for the time being. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. From being youth pastors, which is kind of in the religion, Christianity sphere, then to going to YWAM, selling everything, kind of a missionary environment and feeling called to be part of a long-term plant in New Zealand, to be missionaries with YWAM, to then suddenly feeling a shift to go back home where you're from and then be working at kind of a friend's business that makes pedals. Like, was that like, oh man, like, am I missing the call of God or were you just like, no, everything's ministry and this is just as valuable. Like what, what was kind of your thought process as you were navigating all that? that it, do you see everything as ministry or is it a struggle for you or what's all that kind of look like? Yeah, for sure. Um, so over the past five years, I've definitely had to, uh, I've definitely had to navigate that question quite a bit. Um, so just to backtrack a little bit, when, when I started, when I started that youth ministry position, I had literally just turned 20 years old. And so I'm going to be turning 30 here next month. So for the past roughly decade, I've been in some form of ministry capacity in a formal sense, whether that be church or missions, whether that be full-time or part-time. Um, so uh, that formal sense of ministry has always been uh, a part of my life for the, the better part of a decade. And once we got back from YWAM uh, in 2014, uh, there was no formal position. We had kind of put everything into we're going to go back to YWAM, we're going to be missionaries, we're going to raise support, do the whole thing. And there really was no formal position to step into. We felt we were going to be investing ourselves in the local church community. Um, but then I just needed to get a job because I needed to put food on the table for my family and needed to, uh, needed to support, support my kids. And, 
you know, I had to work through that with the Lord because I think inadvertently over time, I had placed a lot of my identity in my ministry, if that makes sense. Starting, starting full-time ministry from such a young age and kind of being elevated into a position of authority and those types of things. I, I think as a young person, I kind, of, I kind of began to place my identity in that. And I don't want to say that I had necessarily an identity crisis, but it was definitely something that I had to work through with the Lord where I realized that my identity isn't found in my ministry. My identity is found in Christ. And once I realized, once I, once I was able to work through that with the Lord that, hey, my identity is not found in these formal aspects, these formal aspects of what we would call formal ministry. My identity is actually found in Christ. And once I could stand on that, then ministry can look like a lot of different things. And I, I actually just jotted down a, a way that I see ministry now. And the way that I see it is, Ministry is the unique and creative ways that I get to love God by loving others in the everyday flow of life. Um, so that's kind of how I see it now. Um, ministry is less about are you preaching, are you teaching, are you leading a Bible study, are you are you preaching the gospel, are you discipling, are you doing, are you evangelizing, are you healing the sick? All of those things, ultimately, I still hold tremendous, tremendous value for in my life. But I also have to recognize, you know what, I, I work a full-time job, I'm running my own business, I have a wife, I have children, um, I have relationships outside of that that are deeply valuable to me. I have me. podcasts, I have to and go on. <laughs> I have a podcast I have to go on today, you know. And so for me, what what I felt like the Lord did a lot in me in that season, because so just for your listeners sake, I was I was working for my friend and what he trained me to do was actually this this thing called powder coat painting. I don't know if you're familiar with it or if your listeners have any, but basically what it is, it's a, it's an industrial style of painting where you literally spray these big pieces of metal or aluminum with this uh, specialized powder. And then that piece goes into this giant oven and it cooks it (laughs) and then it spits it out on the other end. And this form of painting is used in industrial equipment and things like that. But honestly, he trained me how to do this. And, and I did that for about two and a half years. And honestly, you know, I'm, I, I went from, I went from preaching the gospel on the streets or, you know, praying for people in the, you know, on the streets or in churches. I went from being a youth pastor, leading a youth ministry to, I'm stuck inside this building spraying this piece of metal <laughs> with powder. And and I'm and I'll be honest with you, there are lots of moments where I'm going like, what in the world am I doing with my life right now? <laughs> like, God, what what is going on? Like, I feel like you've given me a call to preach and to teach, and I want to share God's love and good news. And this is what I'm doing right now. Like what so so I'm not going to lie to you. There have been many moments where I've had those I've had those thoughts, and I've had to work through that with God. But honestly, you know what? In that season, it was really good for me, especially being a three, being a a performer oriented type person, being very driven and focused, and 
thinking about like, okay, well, what am I doing with my life? How are other people seeing me? What's, what's happening in my life right now? And to kind of go through that season where I'm not, I'm not doing anything formal for the kingdom, so to speak, you know, I'm not doing anything exciting or doing anything glamorous. I'm just working a job and that job is providing for my family. And in that season, I really felt like the Lord stripped away a lot of my preconceived notions of where is your identity, Wes? What are you building it on? And for me, that season was really great because I felt like I was able to come back to, okay, my identity is not built upon a title. My identity is not built upon this position that I have. Those things can come and go. But what was really great in that season was I was able to kind of come back to, no, my identity is actually built on Christ. And regardless of what I do or what I don't do, my identity is founded in him. And then from that place, I actually can, I can minister to people. I can do ministry um, because when you're doing it unto the Lord, all of it is unto Christ, right? Colossians talks about whatever you do in word or deed, do all things unto Christ. Um, another thing that's been really helpful for me has been in First Peter chapter 2, where it talks about you are a, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And it just talks about how this is who we are. If we are priests, if we are a, a holy nation, then whatever we find ourselves in, that is unto God, yeah. right? And so whether it looks like formal ministry or it looks like painting a piece of metal, <laughs> um, that can be unto God if our hearts are postured, right? And I find in those seasons, and it sounds like in the season for you as well, those seasons where we're not doing the kind of outwardly formalized ministry, looks good, signs and wonders type ministry, when we're not doing those things, I find it's easier for God to refine us, to shape us, to actually, for Christ to be formed in us, that for patience to be developed, for goodness and joyfulness that's not dependent upon results or outward circumstances, confirming that God's with us, but having to just trust and believe that he's enough and the cross is enough and he's with me even when I don't see all these manifestations because actually manifestations don't even prove he's with me. Like Matthew 7, Lord, Lord, mm -hmm. do we not prophesy in your name? Your name cast out demons, perform many miracles. And Jesus is like, I don't even know you. So I, I find in those seasons yeah. where the outward fruit isn't mm -hmm. so much, I find it's normally God is developing that inward fruit, which is almost the, 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 the hardest part. It's like you can pray for someone that you might get healed on the spot, but like no one prays for you and you get patience on the spot. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it has it's, to form. Yeah. It's a fruit that has to actually grow and it's arduous and it's long term and you normally don't see what god's doing when you're in it and and you go through those frustrations like you're being very honest about it's like yeah it wasn't always easy and I, what what am i doing with my life and am i achieving as a three and god knows our personality and what we need to actually for christ to be formed in us totally yeah and i mean patience is so key and so vital you know like i, I think about some of the stories of the old testament where some of these leaders, they didn't, they didn't come into their destiny until they were 80 years old. Moses was 120 before he saw the promised land. Like, you know, there's just, there's things that take time. And um, I think, I think especially, especially our generation, we not only do we want it, but we want it right yeah. now. 
and and god you know he cares so deeply about our character he cares so deeply about like you said christ being formed in us and that our identity is rooted in him so that whether we're having a really successful season of life or we're having a really challenging difficult season of life where it feels like things are being stripped away you know the core of who we are isn't shaken because it's actually founded upon the rock and so the past five years in a lot of ways have been that for for myself and for my wife and I and um, you know it it hasn't been without trial it hasn't been without challenge but I definitely wouldn't change anything that's for yeah, sure wow. and as you're mentioning about the Bible of Moses it made me think of how Saul I mean he was the anointed king of Israel God said go and find this guy he's a head above the rest like God said this is the guy and then he gets kind of kicked out of his position loses his anointing because of a lack of patience. He's supposed to wait for the prophet, wait for Samuel to come, and right. then he ends up doing the sacrifice himself because of impatience or fear of man or whatever it was. But I think that impatience, his mm -hmm. character wasn't formed. And because his character wasn't formed, he couldn't actually hold on to what God wanted to do in his life. And I think how much is yeah. God forming us so that he can bless us and give us the things that will truly fulfill us and make us all that he's created us to be but if our character isn't ready it would crush us and destroy marriages and ruin us and it's actually a sign of his love when we're feeling sometimes the most frustrated it's a lot it's a sign of his fathering and his care uh, and it re requires some trust because we just can't lean on our own understanding uh, totally we? well you know you just you think about you know in scriptures like jeremiah 17 or psalm 1 where it's like you know it talks about the tree growing by the river, you know, and that it bears fruit in every season and things like that. But, you know, so much of that growth that actually is going to be able to sustain that long-term fruit, it happens underneath the surface. Um, it happens, you know, that root system is actually developing and it's tapping into that source of life. And, you know, the season, though it I'll be honest, it, it has had its challenges. It's had its difficulties. Um, you know, my wife and I suffered a miscarriage in 2016. And um, that's was very difficult and painful to walk yeah. through. Um, you know, there, there's been lots of challenges over the past five years. But, you know, even if it doesn't seem like fruit is happening on the surface, as long as we as long as our hearts are continued to posture are, are postured in a way where God, I'm open to you. I'm seeking you. I want you with all my heart. That root system is developing underneath the surface. And that that's really what's going to sustain us uh, when the challenges come. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. As you think about kind of the last five years and just navigating being a YWAMer in everyday life and the different jobs and vocations, has there been like a specific story you can think of of just like, you just didn't know what God was saying. You didn't know what God was doing and how you kind of navigated that. Mm. Well, you know, for, for myself, um, uh, there hasn't been, there wasn't a particular story that came to my mind, but as I was, I was thinking about it, you know, um, my wife, you know, in 2018, she helped, uh, she helped her then business partner. They, they felt that actually that they were 
being led by God to start this business for women uh, in the in the city that we live nearby. And what it's called is it's called the Well Collaborative. And what it is is it's actually a collaborative event space for women uh, in the city of Saskatoon. And my wife actually she got the vision for this uh, for this business through uh she had an encounter with the lord where she was reading john chapter four and the story of the samaritan woman meeting jesus at the well and it's the story of how you know jesus meets this woman where she's at and he he lovingly you know he lovingly reveals himself to her and she comes to know him as as the messiah as the savior and so for my wife and her business partner they wanted to create a space where these creative entrepreneurial type women would be able to meet and gather and collaborate around creative projects and ideas. But really they, they felt as they were, as they were doing their work and as they've been photographers and in this field for the past number of years, they really sensed that there was a strong, a strong feeling of competition um, that the culture surrounding that whole arena was really comp com competitive and really, you know, there wasn't a lot of striving with one another. It was a lot of striving against one another. And so they just felt like we want to help shift the culture here. We want to we want to try and change that. And so what they did was they started this collaborative workspace uh, specifically for women entrepreneurs in Saskatoon. And they called it the Well Collaborative. And one of the main things that they focused in on was they said, we want to be about community over competition. Mm -hmm. And we want to be about, we, we rise together. Um, and so over the, over 2018, um, they kind of, they worked very, very hard, very, uh, they really poured themselves into starting this business. And what's been, it's been so cool to see how God has used that um, to see women really become alive, really see them become themselves to, to really, to see these women who are in this industry, who are, who are motivated and who are entrepreneurial, but feel like they have to feel like they have to cut other people down in order to get ahead. But what they're doing is they're really trying to focus on how can we actually lift each other up? How can we be a community over competition? And, um, and so anyway, they were working really hard in 2018 to start this business, to start this space. And between my, my wife um, having three kids, running the photography business, but then also starting this one, she just kind of almost burnt herself out last summer. And so one thing that we've kind of had to work through over the past, you know, nine to 10 months, she's actually now stepped away from that business. She was instrumental in its inception, in its beginning. She's now stepped away from that business, but that was that was a really difficult process for us to navigate because she had really poured her heart and soul into that business and really felt felt the breath of God on it. And they're seeing amazing things happen and seeing these women find real meaningful community and and being able to point that back to the kingdom of God. And and so it was a really difficult season for us to to navigate that, because while there were lots of cool things happening and God was doing a lot of amazing things, my wife was just recognizing in and of herself that she actually didn't have the capacity to carry this. And so for us, it was a, a lot of praying and seeking the Lord about, OK, how God, how do we how do we actually do this? Because it's 
for her between us, you know, between me running my own business and between us having our three kids and running these other enterprises, we're just going like, I, I don't think we can actually sustain this. And so it, it was a, a difficult decision to come to, but we were able to very peacefully and gracefully part ways. My wife was able to part ways with her business partner. Um, they still are very, very good friends to this day, but they were able to separate their businesses. And um, my wife is running her photography company and her previous business partner is now running the well and it's doing awesome and things are going really good. But I don't know if that really answers your question, but that's kind of the thing that came into mind as I was thinking about it, just kind of that story and navigating like, okay, God, we feel like you actually gave us this idea and we're actually seeing it come to birth. But now it's like, man, I, I don't think we can actually carry this. Mm. And so being able to step away from something that you poured your heart and soul into uh, was difficult and challenging, but you kind of have to honor your boundaries. You have to honor what's first in, in your life. And for my wife, she was recognizing like, I, I, I'm not being present with the kids and they're my first priority. And you know, our marriage, not that it was bad by any means, but it just didn't have the time to really invest yeah. into it. And, uh, you know, so, you know, being able to step back from that was, was really good, but it was really challenging yeah. too. Especially with Tamara too, like knowing that she is so capable, right? She's such a, has, like she has such a big capacity, I think, to be like an entrepreneur who has three kids and a marriage like and her photography business i mean that so doesn't surprise me that she does that but recognizing that you know she wanted her priorities to be her family i mean that's amazing yeah. like good good for you guys that'd be so hard to do but that just shows you know your guys character and who you are and um i think it will be really encouraging to everyone listening i think that's a theme too like doing this podcast so many people talk about you know, I want to be doing this and doing this. And then God seems to reel them back of like, okay, what's your priority? And, and it's yeah, to do, but people are doing it, which is really encouraging to hear. So good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. No, and like I said, it, it, it was a challenging decision. Um, but you know, when we, when we kind of came to the place where we recognize, no, you know, it's important for you to step away for your, you know, your spiritual health, your physical health, your mental health, everything uh, for our family's sake. Um, you know, when you when you honor those those God given priorities, the Lord honors that. And, uh, you know, we've seen him we've seen him honor that in, in tremendous ways. So it's yeah, it's it's been a fun journey. Yeah, it's, it's so good. And I think our natural tendency, part of the human condition and its kind of fallen state is we we tend towards performance and doing and activities and it's normally from the best of motives but because of that kind of our blind spot sometimes we can take on too much or stay in something too long and then our, our priorities suffer but it's so great to see as you guys just demonstrating it's difficult it's challenging when something's so fruitful and it's so god-given and god-ordained but navigating okay when is it time to say no the grace is kind of leaving on the family and now it's time for to put more effort into the family like just the timing and the seasons because obviously the timing was right to start it but no discerning the timing to leave something even though it's painful and it seems like you guys navigated that well even though it was challenging difficult not always probably very clear what to do but uh prioritizing your kids and your marriage and it doesn't sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't outwardly look as great 
um, because God was doing so many things can look more long-term, just working on your kids, working on your marriage, which happens behind the scenes within the four walls of your house. But that's, as you say, God honors that, rewards that, blesses that. And he doesn't actually, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And though he works through our works, he's not wishing we did more for him. Uh, No, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a cool journey of, of learning to, of, you know, learning to let go. Um, that has been, that's been a, that's been a challenging thing to learn, but it does take faith. Um, it does take faith to let go of, of, to let go of something, um, and to trust that God still has a plan and a purpose through that. And, and yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a journey that's for sure it was funny when you asked me like what have you been up to the past five years and I started writing things down I was like oh gosh there's a lot going on here I don't want to take up too much of their time (laughs) that's good you're doing lots of stuff Wes that's great yeah that's true so before we kind of finish the podcast I'd love to kind of hear your two nuggets of wisdom that you'd want to pass on to other YWAMers who have transitioned from the organization and are trying to figure out everyday life, living out their faith, being an everyday missionary lifestyle Christian, whatever terminology, what's kind of two nuggets you'd like to pass on to our listeners? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say the first thing is that I would encourage anyone listening to is, you know, pursue your intimacy with Jesus as the number one priority of your life. Um, you know, that has been, that has been a sustaining factor for my wife and I, um, over these past five years. And there have been seasons where we have done that well, (laughs) and we've, you know, you, you experience so much life and joy when that really, when you're really putting first things first. And there have been other seasons where I'll be honest, we we've let that kind of waned. We've let that kind of fall to the periphery. Not that we've not that we abandoned our faith or ever like wandered off in these past five years, but sometimes that pursuing that intimate relationship, that intimacy with Jesus, that, that deep friendship and where you're hearing his voice and you're soaking in his word and you're, you're just, you're just pressing into him simply for the sake of knowing him and becoming more like him. There have been seasons over these past five years where we've pursued that very wholeheartedly. And there've been seasons where we haven't done that. And um, I would just, I would just say, you know, based on my own experience, but from the testimony of scripture and, and everything is like, keep first things first, (laughs) keep, keep pressing into knowing Jesus and loving him and, and experiencing his love and his goodness in your life daily, whatever that looks like, whether that's soaking, whether that's pressing into the word, whether that's, you know, whatever it looks like to cultivate that discipline in order to sustain that intimate relationship with God, I would say that's your highest and first calling. So that would be the first thing I would say. Um, And then the second thing that I would encourage is just, invest yourself wholeheartedly wherever you are. Um, You know, maybe you feel a calling to the mission field again. Maybe you feel calling to that sense of like formal, uh, formal ministry, or, you know, maybe you're in school and you feel that God's placed a, 
a career path ahead of you or an educational path ahead of you, whatever it may be, I would just encourage anyone invest yourself wholeheartedly wherever you find yourself. Um, you know, scriptures talk about he who is faithful with little will be entrusted with much. And I, I would just encourage anyone who, who might be listening to this podcast, if you, you know, if you're right smack in the middle of your destiny, that's awesome. But chances are you're probably working a job you maybe don't feel called to or you're in the middle of a degree or an educational thing that you know down the road will be helpful but right now you're in the slug of it <laughs> or maybe you're listening to this podcast and like me you've got a bunch of little kids running around and you don't totally know what's next um, you don't know exactly what God is leading you towards and the day it consists of keeping them alive and keeping them fed and changing diapers. And, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I get that I'm right there with you. And I would just say in, you know, if we're faithful in investing ourselves wholeheartedly where you are, loving the people around us, pressing into God, seeking to know him and love him above everything else. And then just deeply loving the people around us. I know that that we are positioning ourselves rightly to hear from God and to, to be, uh, to be positioned rightly for whatever the next season holds. So I would just encourage people that those would be my big two tidbits, I guess you could say is, or Tim bits, because I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah, like pursue intimacy with Jesus above everything else. And then wherever you happen to be, you know, whether you're right in the middle of what you're called to do or you're delivering pizzas or like me, you're spraying these large pieces of metal and kind of questioning life. Um, <laughs> be wholehearted and give yourself fully into what is right in front of you and trust that God is working in you. You know, Philippians 1 says that he who, you know, he is faithful and he will finish the good work that he started in you, regardless of your circumstances, be wholeheartedly right where you are and trust that God is doing, doing something in you, even though you might not be doing something outwardly through yeah. you. Um, so those would be my two things. So good. good, Wes. So good. You always were a great teacher. You lived up to my expectations of great wisdom <laughs> flowing through the, uh, the airwaves to us today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a long time since we connected. So this was, this was really fun, but, uh, but let's, uh, let's not wait. wait let's not wait longer years. to, uh, to read. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but no, we, we love you guys a lot and I'm just excited for what God has in store for you guys. And, uh, and yeah, I've, I've been honored and blessed to, to spend this time with you guys. So thank you. Amen. The pleasure. Yeah. Thanks so much, Wes. Thanks for being so uh, vulnerable too and sharing about your story and even the miscarriage. I'm so sorry about that. That's, those. yeah no thank, thank you thank you, thank you. So appreciate that yeah with us and to, to the people listening that's going to be so helpful yeah no it's it's my pleasure thanks for thanks for having me on and uh yeah this was awesome a blast. bro we'll talk again soon <laughs> sounds good thanks yeah, you guys Well, that's all for now. We hope you were encouraged by today's interview. If you aren't already doing so, follow us at YWAM Spheres on Instagram, join our Facebook group, and check out our website to find more resources to help you thrive in the spheres. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.